This episode of Podcast Starter is brought to you in part by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap by me. Also by GoDaddy.com. Use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. And Libsyn.com. Brought to you the week of November 29th, 2010, this is Podcast Starter Episode 6. Hi, I'm James Kennison, and you're listening to Podcast Starter, helping you start, shape up, and share your own hobby podcast. Today's topic is five ways to help your podcast stand out. So that's going to be a great, great topic. See, there's thousands of podcasts out there. Matter of fact, there's 20 million podcasts available to download across the world, and most of them are complete crap. For many of us, that's fine, but the people that listen to this show... Uh, they care about their listeners. They want their hobby podcast to be the best possible, even if they don't have a ton of money to spend. And so, you know, even though we're poor, even though some of us are ill-equipped, um, we're going to find some creative ways uh, to pull off a professional air um, and and to give your podcast uh, the professional quality that it needs and deserves and that your listeners demand. So uh, if these are five things that if you will do to your show, even if you're only doing three of them, if you'll start doing all five, your show is going to hold more new listeners than ever before. Um, real quick, though, I want to tell you about Bluehost. Bluehost.com, that's where I host my websites, all of them. All of the websites in the NLCast uh, directory of network, the network is hosted at Bluehost. And the reason why I use it isn't just because they're the best. I moved to them from GoDaddy because I was tired of downtime. I was tired of a, of a salesy, pitchy um, control panel. Um, I was tired of being tried, trying to be sold things under the counter. You know how GoDaddy is uh, for hosting. Um, but I also chose Bluehost for a reason I want to share with you. Okay, If you sign up with Bluehost... And then you refer people to it, you get $65 every time somebody signs up. That is a great reason and a great excuse to sign up for Bluehost. Bluehost has great uptimes. Um, this isn't a script. I'm not reading this. This is what I've experienced. Um, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited uploads, unlimited everything, including as many URLs as you want. And I've got all my URLs uh, pointing to websites and subdomains and things like that on my one account. Um, it's awesome. And then every time one of you go out and start using Bluehost, you are helping out the InnoCast network by depositing $65 in my account. The awesome thing is, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is you can start experiencing the same thing. So if you have a podcast out there, you know, go ahead and sign up with Bluehost, and I would appreciate it if you you would use my affiliate link, podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost, and then start advertising it as a sponsor um, on your own show. And you know what? You say, well, I, I'm, I don't have as many listeners as you. How many, you know, how many months is it going to take you to you to get 65 bucks um, using Google ads, you know, a year <laughs> if you're lucky? Um, even where I'm at, I, I pull a hundred dollars only every seven months and I have a network. 
Um, so that's very telling. But Bluehost, 65 bucks, one guy signs up, boom. Um, I can already tell you I've had at least two people sign up with possibility of another couple coming through shortly, and it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm getting great service and basically having my hosting paid for by referrals. So I would highly suggest Bluehost. Visit it today and use my link, podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost. All right, now on to our topic. Five ways to help your podcast stand out. Again, for those of us that care and want to do the best we can with our hobby podcast, um, then these five steps are absolutely mandatory. Here's the reason why I wanted to do this one. I listen to a lot of shows. I give a lot of shows a chance. And I don't, I'm not real big on listening to the shows everybody else listens to. I, I like to find the diamond in the rough. I like to find the shows kind of like mine, where it's just a guy or a guy and his wife, um, and they're just podcasting their heart out. And it's not 100% perfect. But you can tell they put their heart and souls in it. They've done their best to make it sound as good as possible with as little budget as, as they have. And I, I just appreciate that. You know, you expect the Leo Laportes of the world to have amazing sound quality. But those of us that aren't at that level, um, I think it's still possible to do the best possible. My, my problem is uh, 99% of the shows that I give a chance to, I can't stand listening to them because they're not anywhere close um, to anything that I would consider listenable. And I'm not picking on people that don't have the best equipment. I here's my here's my whole thesis is I believe anybody can get listenable sound, a decent quality podcast with almost no money. Okay? You're not going to get it talking into the microphone on your laptop. Okay, you know that that big uh, microphone that picks up everything in the room even if somebody scratches their ear in the next room, you know, it picks up. You know, you've got to put a little bit of money into it, a little tiny bit. Uh, but I think even those of us that are willing to spend twenty-five to thirty dollars can can have a decent podcast, a very good listenable show. And here's some of the things that are going to make it that way. One of them is you need to open strong. Okay, point number one: open strong. Intros are typically music, you know, often layered with sound effects and a voiceover. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about after your intro theme or your music or whatever plays, the first words that come out of your mouth is your opening. After that, you know, big booming um, music plays, you need to have something immediately to take over. Uh, from here's an example. I'm going to play the intro to the podcast starter again. Here's what I typically hear on a hobby podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so, right. Okay. Well, let's get started. Okay. You know, imaginary co-host. Um, hey everybody. Um, I, I went to the store today and, and I stepped on a rock. See, okay. End to end of, uh, example. You notice I had a great sounding intro or the music, the theme plays, and then there's nothing. 
Um, and, and, and I hear that a lot. Somebody will go out and spend money or get a professional piece of music that is, that is free for them to use. And then they've got nothing to come right into it. So when I start all of my shows, I have a nice, strong introduction. Um, there's nothing worse than music that says this is you're about to listen to the best podcast in the world and then it drops out you got this horribly quiet timid or unprepared host and and it just goes from there you want to start strong people are going to listen to the first three minutes of your show and then they're going to decide if they want to listen to the rest of it or not so uh, make sure you put something good right there in the first three minutes and then just keep it going from there. I suggest scripting your intro. Write it down in your show notes. For that matter, you better be using show notes. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That means you're writing out what you're going to say and you're saying it consistently to open every single show. The script should include your show's title, a tagline if necessary, and it should introduce you as the host. It should introduce your co-hosts and guests if you have them. And, um, so just make sure you do that. Mine, that's the way mine rolls. I'll give you an example of a couple from other shows that I do. Um, for Explicit Answers, the show I do with my wife at explicitanswers.com, I say something like this, and I have it all bulleted out into four bullet points that I say every single time. Welcome to a bit, Welcome to Explicit Answers, Episode 11, brought to you the week of November 22nd, 2010. I'm James, and then she'll say, and I'm Jen, and we're here to answer your questions. See, I got the title in there. I got the episode number. I got the week we brought it in. You introduced both the hosts and um, you, you gave your tagline and told them the purpose of your show. That is so dang important. Every show is somebody's first show. And what I hear so many times is we'll do that on the first ever podcast. And then five shows later, you know, it's like, hey, I'm Blaze. I'm, I'm Monkey. And I'm... Uh, and, and over here on the other side is is my cousin's best friend, uh, Will Bedeen. And they'll use nicknames and, and all this stuff, and, and Will Bedeen won't say anything. <laughs> Will Bedeen will, will, will laugh on the other side. And th- it's important to introduce your, your listeners um, to your hosts. And one of the reasons why is you want to be able to differentiate between the voices, you want to know who's talking. I'm your host. My name is James. And then my wife will say, and I'm Jen. Now, with two of male and female voice, it's very obvious which is which. But there are other shows that can have up to four or five co-hosts. And you want to be able to say, hi, I'm Bill. Hi, I'm J-, And you don't want it to take forever. You want it to be quick. Here's another example from a show I do called Help, I'm a Children's Pastor at HelpImeTheChildrensPastor.com. Welcome to Help I'm a Children's Pastor, where we're focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. And then I'll play the theme. Episode 2, brought to you the week of November 21st, 2010. I'm your host, James Kennison. And then we'll start the show. And again, we've got the title in there. We've got the purpose, the episode, the date, and you've introduced your single host. All right? So remember, start with a strong opening. Open strong. Here's number two. Don't say everything that comes to mind. Oh, people get so nervous when they start talking on a microphone and they feel like they have to fill the air with words. It's okay to have pauses. This was one of my big problems and I think to a certain extent still is on some of my shows. I feel like I have to fill every single bit of time um, with, with my vocals. And if my co-host drops off, I feel like I have to step right in and go with it. Now, granted, you don't want a lot of dead time in your audio. You don't want a big, long gap called dead air. 
but it's okay to let the natural cadence of your voice carry on throughout the show. Um, but one thing you do not want to do is start talking about um, pre-show technical mistakes. Okay. Um, this happens a lot on hobby podcasts. They get so frustrated with what they're doing. Um, maybe it's the third time they've tried to open their show and they've re-recorded and re-recorded, or God forbid you've lost half your audio and you have to start all the way over. Don't open your show with that. Hi, this is James Kennison, and this is try number three, man. We've been working on this over and over and over, haven't we, Bill? Yeah, man, it's been terrible. You're such an idiot. I can't believe you've been doing this. Nobody cares about your technical issues. It just makes you look unprofessional. And as long as you get started and 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 it doesn't make you don't make any more mistakes, your audience will never know that you messed up. It's it's a rule in art and audio. If you can fix it, it was never a mistake. Um, so stay focused on your topic. I think that's why it's important for you to repeat your theme and your purpose every single show because it helps you stay on topic. Don't have conversations live that you should have had before the show. A lot of times uh, couples cast do this. They'll start talking about shopping or picking up Charlie down at the, the, the local school or some PTA meeting they have. It's one thing to tell people about what you're doing. It's another thing to discuss it between yourselves and say, hey, remind me about this later. Have a notepad and a pencil and write it down and talk about it off the air. Or if you accidentally do, edit that junk out. Nobody cares. <laughs> you don't want to bore your audience. Um, don't let distractions during the recording be distracting. Remember the talk, to talk to the listener. All right, um, the other week... I think it was on Brokia. Um, I had a, a a car go by right outside my house, honking on his horn, and it did. It it caused me to stutter on my words a little bit, and I even referenced it. I said, "Sorry, we had a guy go by with a with a you know a, a car horn um, outside." And and I think you know once in a while that's okay. But what I hear in so many hobby podcasts is they will let that some something like that make the show come to a complete stop. In my case, I stumbled over my words. I gave a tiny explanation. Oh, somebody went by honking their horn and kind of threw me off. And then, boom, jumped right back into it. That gives your listener an explanation in case they heard the audio bleed over under your microphone, lets them know what's going on and why you sounded like an idiot for five seconds. But sometimes we imagine we're talking to a critic. We are talking to someone who is out to get us. And what you need to do is imagine that you're talking to your favorite listener, the one that always sends you voicemail, the one that always emails a response, the one that's always commenting on your podcast. Uh, your listeners want you to win. They're on your side. And even the most critical of us listen to a show hoping that we don't find anything to criticize. Okay, so make sure you're talking to your best listeners, not your critics, not the one that just emailed you and said you sound like crap. Um, you know, you need to you need to record and talk to the listeners. Um, speaking of that, make sure that your tone of voice is speaking to another person, even you and your spouse or you and your co-host. Remember, you're talking to a third person, aka the audience. And if you remember that, and you you 
you couch your conversations to that third person instead of just to each other, it does two things. One, it brings that third person, that audience, into the conversation. They're not listening to two people talking. They're part of a three-person conversation. These two people have come to talk to you, the audience, and that makes the audience feel invited. Second thing it does, it helps you to keep the inside jokes to a minimum. Why in the world, in a real-life situation, would two friends have inside jokes with a third person in the conversation? You wouldn't do that. It would be considered rude. But constantly, I hear podcasts where the two podcasters, they're laughing about stuff that nobody else in the world knows about. That alienates your audience, that third person. That is exactly the opposite of what you want to do. That does not build community in real life, and it definitely doesn't build relationships or community on your podcast. So make sure that not only you're not being distracting, talk to the listener. The other thing it does for you is it helps you explain things that should be explained. If you get to talking about something that's a little too personal, maybe you know where a room is in your home, um, you and your spouse may know exactly what you're talking about. But if you start talking to a third person, you'll realize, oh, you know what it is? There's a rug outside this room right there, and that's what I tripped over. And you can give them a picture in their head of what you've been talking about the entire time. Okay, so make sure you're describing things as you would to someone over the phone rather than the way you would to someone in the same room who can see what you see. So instead of a wife saying, don't look at me like that to her husband, she might say, why are you giving me that snarky look? You see what I'm saying? It's the difference of giving them a visual picture. Um, When you discuss things that listeners cannot see, it's frustrating. It's not television. It is audio, so make sure you describe them if it's relevant. If it's not relevant, you shouldn't be talking about it anyway. Um, If someone interrupts the flow and forces you to hit – if something, I should say, interrupts the flow and forces you to hit stop, edit it out later rather than coming back in and spending five minutes explaining why you stopped the recording. Here's why. If Okay, say right now my, my kid comes busting in the room and I have to hit stop, take care of whatever he's doing, and then I, I turn it back on. It's been 30 minutes. It's been five minutes. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, my daughter came in, this, that, and the other, da-da-da-da-da. The explanation for the listener takes longer than the break did because for you, yeah, it was five minutes. But for the listener, it was instantaneous. They heard somebody come in the door, and then all of a sudden they hear you explain what happened. Wouldn't it be better to just do an edit? or a sound effect, or some sort of musical stinger that's, uh, where, where your last complete sentence chops off, and then boom, come back in. The, they, they, they may notice a little bit of a shift in cadence, but it's going to be a lot less noticeable than you spending 5 to, fif- to 15 minutes telling them what happened. They don't care. If they, if they want to talk about homeschool, or if they want to hear about uh, alternative medicine, or whatever your topic is, they don't care that your daughter just busted into the door. Okay, so hit stop, re-record that, or start picking up where you left off, and then later edit that junk out, or throw in a sound effect if you can't get it to be seamless. I do that all the time, and the listeners never notice. It makes you sound so professional. All right, the next thing I believe it's thing number three. Work on a mic. Work on your mic placement and your mic technique. I don't care what you have. If you have a Heel PR40 like I do. Um, if you have a, uh, uh, let's see, SM56, SM58, I mean, 
Um, if you have a headset microphone um, or the desktop microphone that came with your Packard Bell back in 1993, I don't care what it is, you can perfect the way you talk into that microphone, the distance that you use. For example, even with this one that is a very expensive microphone, if I talk too close, it sounds really bad. And if I talk too far away, then you start picking up the entire room. So our goal is to get right there in that magic spot and keep your voice there. Um, with headset microphones, a lot of times you'll hear a lot of breathiness, <laughs> a lot of noise, a lot of nose stuff. And that's because those boom mics, that boom that comes down from one of your earpieces, um, you need to put that joker just even with your nose. If you drew a line straight from the tip of your nose out, that's about where you want it. Because you don't want that that downward uh, nose uh, breath to fall because that's where it falls right across the top of your lips and down where you would have that microphone. Um, so pull that joker up. If you're using a desktop microphone, um, even, even with the one I'm using, sometimes I'll talk to the side and you can't tell really a difference, but right now, if I were to blow, you would hear the sound, but you wouldn't hear this because now I'm blowing directly into the microphone, talking directly in the microphone. If I turn at a 45 degree angle, my voice is still going into the microphone, but when I blow, the, the, the breath is going away from the mic. You can do that with any microphone at all, still get all of the sound quality, but you don't get all of the breathiness, okay? So it's up to you how you do it. Um, the, the, the other thing is making sure um, to keep your vo voice volumes um, the same. You don't want um, one person really, really quiet and the other person really, really loud. Um, a lot of times us hobbyists use two different styles of microphones. That's fine, but make sure you try to get them to sound as close as possible. When you say, James, I don't have a mixer. Um, I'm doing the best I can, but there, there is a difference. Well, I would suggest a uh, program. It's a free program called Levelator. Level later, I'll have a link in the show notes at uh, podcaststarter.com. Uh, but it, what it does is you drag and drop your, your WAV file onto it. It automatically takes and makes any levels about exactly the same. It's awesome. So if you're in, you know, interviewing your daughter and she's like, yes, daddy, I love you and stuff. It, it's very quiet. And then you're like, hey, yeah, oh, yeah some, something. It's going to take and bring your volume down. It's going to bring hers up automatically rather than you having to go through and do that by hand. It is awesome. It's great for interviews. Um, it's great for just about anything. Uh, say, say you're using one microphone and you're trying to record with two or more people. I do not suggest it at all because what you do is you get two people. Um, you either get one person that sounds really good and then the other person's talking over here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Or you get two people that sound exactly like that because they're splitting the mic in, and they have it in the middle and they're both talking out um, all around it, but none of them are right there in the center where there should be. I highly suggest you put out the extra money, get two USB mics if you can, or um, to, you know get a small mixer for twenty bucks and pipe um, your microphones into the mixer. Um, there's various ways to do it. I'm not going to get into all the details. Look it up on Skype or on YouTube. I'm sorry, yeah, YouTube probably has some, but on the internet, um, on how to mix down uh, two USB or two manual uh, plugs. I mean, you could even probably use a splitter and pipe both of them in 
if uh, if it's your traditional one quarter inch uh, plug or one eighth. I'm sorry, uh, but you want everybody to sound the same volume. Every sh- everybody should sit the same distance from the mic if you only have one and sit still. Don't be creaking back and forth in your chair. Don't be getting up to get tea. Don't be swigging your glass. You know your ice cubes and and rustling papers. It's all of that is distracting, and it is so possible to pick up a piece of paper and it not make a single sound as I just did. All right. Um, so remember, level later. Try to have one mic per person, but if you can't, work on that technique and listen to it and listen to it and listen to it until it's exactly the way you would want it. Uh huh. I think this is uh, number four. Have content worth listening to. No matter what topic you cover on your show, there's probably one already out there. There may be even hundreds or even thousands like there, like your show out there already. So what are you going to do to bring the listeners in that sets it apart? One of them is to follow the steps that we've talked about. But the other time is don't spend the whole time laughing at one another. All right, you might be funny, but you know, don't sit there and just be cracking up the entire time. I hear that a lot with teenagers podcasting. They they get so tickled with their own humor that they forget about the listener. It makes the listener feel like they're outside of your group. And you don't want that. It's the exact opposite of what you want them to feel. So write down show notes, outline what you want to talk about, and stick to it. Consider dividing your show into segments. And then do them in the same order every single time. People like consistency. With my first show, Nobody's Listening, the, the, the format changed over time. It was originally a half-hour show. It was very short. We had weekly or intro, weekly updates, uh, the main story, and then the uh, recap song. Over time, it was intro, uh, sponsors, uh, weekly update. Uh, then we had things like uh, middle school drama and E and V mails, you know, all these different things plugged in, but we always did them pretty much in the same order every single time. And people love that. It's the same with, uh, you know, all your kids shows. It's the same with Dr. Who, you know, you come to expect a certain order. Imagine Dr. Who, if they stopped showing the previews of the next show, you'd be irate because you've come to expect it. You like it. So also, though, just make sure your content's worth listening to, but you could work all of that up, and if you don't ex- execute it correctly, nobody's going to care. So don't be annoying. All right. Um, I forget which number we're on now. Consistent audio levels between vocals and music are so important. Okay? This kind of harkens back to our vocals, but we're talking about the difference between your, your uh, sound effects and your voicemails and the voice that you and your co-host are putting out. If your o- opening music is louder than your voices, it's going to irritate your listeners. That's because when you start a podcast, whether it's in your headphones or in your car, you set your volume based on that initial sound. And then all of a sudden, if the vocals are very, very quiet, now they have to reach for the volume switch. That's irritating, and it's not the way professionals do it. Uh, You never have to reach for the volume switch, no matter if it's a commercial, whether somebody's whispering on their mic, whether somebody's shouting on the mic when you're listening to real radio. So try to mimic that by, you know, mixing down your vocals. Now, uh, and your music. If you don't have a mixer and you can't adjust it in real time, do it post-production. You look at your waveform and you see that some some of it's spiking really, really high. Well, select that part and, and, and quieten it. And don't just make the waveform look like the rest of the waveform. Um, you need to listen to it. Because music, I've noticed, can be 
smaller. The waveform can be smaller than the vocal waveform, the peaks I'm talking about, you know, the height of it. And it still sounds louder than the spoken word. I think that's just because there's so much more going on in music that it sounds to our ears. Even if it measures a certain decibel, our ears and our our mind tells us this is too loud. So make sure that you're getting everything sounding the same. Um, You can't always do that by looking at the waveform. You actually have to listen to it and adjust it manually. Unless you can do that pre-show, pre-production with a mixer. Okay. Uh, last tip for today is make your podcast as long as necessary, but as short as possible. Okay. Um, this one came to me because there was a show that I once listened to. I loved it. I loved it, but it was an hour and a half long, an hour and a half. And the content in the show was probably 30 to 45 minutes. And the rest of it was them bullcrapping around and talking and, and, and laughing at each other and just enjoying each other's company. But again, I felt like an outsider listening to the show. If I felt like they were wasting my time. I felt like I was honestly disrespected because I was listening to their show, devoting part of my time to them, and they were wasting my time. And I quit listening. I even talked to the person. And I says, you know, it seems like you guys got a lot of stuff in there. Is there any way you could get it down to 45 minutes to an hour? And he says, he, he literally says, you know, we've tried, but it's just how long it is. Well, no, you haven't tried. You, you, you're, you're filling it up and padding it out with a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with the content. Could you imagine right now if I stopped what I was doing, talking about podcasting, and started talking about a shopping list or started telling jokes That would be fine on a different show where that's the format. But if your format's about podcasting, by God, you better be talking about podcasting. Okay? Um, Again, I like show notes. I like show notes because um, it it tells me how much content I've got to fit in within a certain amount of time. If you know that you want – if you have a 15-minute show and you have four segments – uh, or five segments, five, 10, 15. Yeah, we'll say three segments on a 15 minute show. You know that at most each segment can only last five minutes. That's it. So that's going to help you. Show notes and having it all written out is going to help. I used to keep a kitchen timer right near my, um, my microphone so that I could tell how long my shows were going. Right now I have a recorder that I can look at and I can tell you right now we're somewhere right around the 30 minute mark. So it's time for me to start wrapping up my own show. Time limits will help you keep on topic and stay interesting. See, because if you do, if you try to compress um, your show down and keep it moving, it won't feel rushed. It'll feel natural and it'll keep you from talking about all the bull that doesn't belong in there. All right. So that's our five tips right there. Let's go through them again real quick. Open strong. Don't say everything that comes to mind. Work on uh, mic placement and technique. Have content worth listening to. Consistent audio levels between vocals and music and make it as long as necessary, but as short as possible. We have a question today from Drew. He says, my brother and I have been re- have recorded our first episode, and we need help on what to do next. I already spent all my money on quali- on the quality of the show with wires and mics and stuff, so I don't have a dime left to spend. I just need to know how to be on iTunes. Thanks, Drew. Well, Drew, I think I'd like to direct you to Podcast Starter Episode 3, I believe, where it says how to get your show online. But in a nutshell, all you need to do is uh, download iTunes, go to the podcast section of iTunes, and click on add a podcast in the right-hand side. Uh, You're going to need an account, 
And that may mean you need mom and dad to get you, you know, set up that way. Um, if, if you're, if you're podcasting with your brother, you're probably a young guy. And, uh, so, so do that. Uh, listen to the show. If you need more information, that's podcast starter episode three. Okay. And then make sure you listen to next week's show because next week's topic is how to advertise your podcast for free. We're going to talk about all the ways that you can get your podcast known without spending a dime. All right. So that'll do us for this week. Uh, you can contact Podcast Starter at podcaststarter at nlcast.com. You can call in your topics, suggestions, um, your questions, whatever, to me, James Kennison, 2095 NLCast. Or again, uh, check us out at www.podcaststarter.com. Hey, do me a favor. Look us up in iTunes, leave us a review, uh, and send your feedback to podcaststarter at nlcast.com. We'll see you guys next week. 